Have you ever been so tired or so lost that you literally didn't think you could take another step in any direction? If you have, then you are definitely not alone. In the previous episode, I mentioned a pivotal experience in my life when I truly felt that I did not have the strength to take another step, nor did I have any clue what that next step should be. Hi, I'm Susan Elizabeth, and today I'd like to share with you the rest of that story. This is the Prosper Stronger Podcast, a community where LDS women gather to cultivate covenant connections and strive to be devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. It was Memorial Day weekend. Things at home had been particularly difficult, and I was feeling like all my efforts to unify my family and lead my children in righteousness were being thwarted and attacked from every angle. The relationship between my husband and I had been on thin ice for years, and once again, my attempts to reconnect had failed. I was feeling hopeless. I didn't know what to say to my husband or children. I didn't know what to do. The relationship between me and my teenage son had become contentious, and I was fearful that the choices he was making would take him down a similar path as his father, completely turning against the church and against God in a very bitter and angry way. All the anger and blame was shifted to me, and there was nothing I could do about it. I was wounded. I was deeply lonely. And I was so very, very weary. I had prayed, studied the scriptures, kept my covenants, faithfully served in my callings. And though I had been strengthened and supported so many times to even make it to this point in time, I had no hope. No hope of anything ever changing. No hope of ever feeling loved or appreciated. No hope of being the mother I truly wanted to be. No hope of a happy marriage. No hope for anything. I felt I was in a lose-lose situation. Nothing I did seemed to make any difference. And I had become numb. I felt like I was just going through the motions. That I was slowly dying inside. Even my love of dancing was dimming, so I knew I was really not doing okay. Saturday evening of that Memorial Day, I went alone to my mother's grave. She had passed away shortly after my 16th birthday. And though I know it is just her physical shell that is buried there in the ground, her headstone is still a place where I feel I can be alone with her. And surprisingly, I found myself mostly alone. Well, alone with what looked like thousands of yellow and purple mums framing headstones all around the cemetery. Slowly, I walked to her headstone and knelt down on the grass. The weather was calm and all was quiet, except for a few cars passing by. Usually when I go to the cemetery, I ponder and pray. But this night, I didn't even know what to pray for. I was out of words. I was out of tears. And as I said before, I was out of hope. Honestly, I wanted to lie down on the grass and just stay there forever. I tried pondering. I tried thinking of what I should do next. I listened, and I listened, and I even begged for the Holy Ghost to send me some little message, some assurance that I had not been forgotten, some sign of hope. For twenty minutes I sat there. Nothing. Nothing came to me. Nothing happened, and I felt no better off than when I had arrived. It was getting close to dinner time, and I knew no one would think to feed my youngest daughter. So with little energy, I slowly stood. As I took my first step toward my car, I said under my breath, quote, I guess I'll just keep walking, end quote. If I remember correctly, I cried myself to sleep that night. 
The next morning, I got a message from one of my very dear, longtime friends. She knew a little of my trials at home, but we hadn't connected in months, so there was no way she would have known what I was dealing with that weekend. Her message said that she had had a dream that night. She and I were walking in a meadow. We were walking, but not getting anywhere. Walking in circles. We were going through the motions, but making no progress. And at one point, I fell and I couldn't get up. A voice came to her and instructed her to, quote, help her keep walking, end quote, referring to me. As I said, this precious friend had no idea of what had transpired in the cemetery the night before, and she absolutely had no idea that of the five words I spoke there, two of them were, keep walking. I shared my part of the story with her, and we both knew what had happened, and who it was that had delivered this dream and instruction to her. And of course, I cried. I cried while we talked, and I cried after we hung up. There was no mistaking the message I received that day. God is aware of me, and He needs me to keep walking. And more than that, He has a destination in mind. He needs me to find my direction, and He had sent me help through an earthly angel. Knowing that I wasn't alone and that God truly was there for me, even when I didn't know how to ask Him for help, gave me hope, gave me hope to trust in Him enough to more fully turn my life over to Him. And do you know what? It wasn't long before he started putting people and information and opportunities in my life that I was able to recognize, receive, and act on. I was finally on a forward path instead of walking in circles. With his help and with intentional effort on my part, I was able to slowly rise up and start climbing out of the junk. I knew it was time for me to get up and go somewhere, to get out of the meadow and start climbing the mountain toward higher ground. The climb included one hill, after another, each one adding to the broader view. It was a process of reconnecting with who I am, where I currently was, identifying where I wanted to go, learning step by step how to get there, and taking each step one day at a time. Then, learning more, and climbing the next hill, I was rising. I could feel God helping me with each next step by putting people, opportunities, and occasionally detours in my path. He was calling me to rise. It was time for me to start living up to the privileges and blessings promised to me as a covenant woman. Talk about empowering and also a little intimidating, but oh, how liberating and elevating. Like I said, knowing what I know now and living in what I can only call a new spiritual high, I can't imagine ever living like I did before. As a matter of fact, I feel like the process I've learned has only just begun to open up the possibilities for me to truly prosper in all areas of my life, spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, and social. Does that sound familiar? Like the new youth program for youth and children? Seems like God wants all of us to prosper in our lives. At first, it was a slow process, like a toddler learning to walk. And then, like what of mine did, they ran everywhere. I had to take the first steps and then keep walking until I could run. So where did I start? I didn't have to stay stuck in the junk anymore. I was the one choosing to be stuck, but I could break free from being a victim and take back ownership of my own life. I could stop slipping into default and start deliberately designing the life I wanted to live. One of the main purposes of the Atonement of Jesus Christ is to free us from bondage. He is there to help me to not just survive, but to thrive. Every single child of God is designed to win the race. 
to be secretariat, not just one of us, all of us, each and every one. He is waiting with his hand outstretched, knowing our circumstances, our weaknesses, our strengths, our fears, our hopes. And when we put our hand in his and let go of the anchor that is weighing us down, then he can lift us to walk on water with him. To do so, I had to increase my intentionality big time. I had to be open to the people and opportunities God put in my path to help me learn and grow. And I had to be willing to share that help with others. I needed a lot of help along this journey. I honestly prayed for people, information, tools, and opportunities to be placed in my path. And yep, you guessed it, God answered my prayers. I now have a list of resources that I like to call my Prosper Power Pack. I think of it like a backpack I would take on an overnight hike, the pack that has all the essentials for my journey, or you know, like the big purse where you can dig through it and pretty much find anything you need. Of course, I keep adding to it, always finding more and more amazing tools and resources that I need as I progress on this journey of life. It has taken me years to put this together, and I am confident there are resources listed that could be of benefit to you on your journey as well. I'm also confident that you have probably discovered amazing resources that would help me. So, how about we share? Thank you for joining the Prosper Stronger podcast today. We hope that you have felt inspired and empowered. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. I also invite you to join me at prosperstronger.com where you will find free resources to help you grow and learn as well as join in our discussions where we go deeper into some of the things that we talk about here on our podcast. Remember that you are loved and cherished by Heavenly Father who wants you to prosper and thrive. Until next time, may you continue to cultivate covenant connections with God, with others, and with yourself, and find strength in the gospel of Jesus Christ. 